listeners, happy to see you. Welcome to episode, ooh, which episode? Nine. 10, yes. <laughs> Season two, episode 10, I believe, yes. of the Author Accountability Podcast. Um, I'm Donna, and with me here is Rianne. Again, Hello. yay! How's that, baby? <laughs> a little bit more energetic today. Yes, so much more energetic today. My cold has gone, which is lovely. Yes, and I think last last time, I think we were both a bit down in the dumps. So hopefully this one will make up for it. How have you been? Because we've, we've been chatting privately, but not, not nearly as much as we normally do. I mean, both being busy with mm. little ones and such. So yes. what's been yes. happening? Well, to be fair, not a lot. Um, <laughs> um, I've basically spent far too much money, more money than I actually have. So I think I'm going to have to go and um, speak to my husband and actually <laughs> yeah. can pay off my credit card. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> to be fair, most of it I have spent on our daughter. So it's not like I've just been spending money on myself. Exactly. And this um, is what I I've keep paying... telling Ricardo as well. It's not like yeah. I'm going and like getting my nails done like four times a month and you know like it's stuff that she needs yeah yeah so she grew out of all of her newborn clothes and now she's in up to three month clothes so I had to buy her new clothes and then I was like I'm really bored during the week so I've booked to go to um a couple of classes like a sensory class and a baby yoga class with Mallory so that cost oh. me like 70 quid yeah and yeah it's just it's just a lot <laughs> I hear babies you. are expensive <laughs> They and are. when you're on maternity leave and have no money it's it's difficult to you know survive but mm. we're, we're getting there we're we're on we're on track I haven't yeah. spent too much money it's only like you know yeah nothing that you can't recuperate like, no yeah. exactly it's not like I've gone and spent like 10 grand on something that I don't need it's only like a couple <laughs> of hundred so it's it's manageable yes um which is nice because I'd like to think I am quite sensible with my money like every week I go through what I've got what needs to come out and what I've got left like I don't mm. I don't just go and spend money on a whim although yeah. I, I did just buy a book this morning so maybe I do I don't know <laughs> books are my weakness <laughs> yes but the thing is though this is this is something we acknowledge we embrace mm -hmm. and we yeah. work on that is that that is this the start of our um therapy session uh please stick with us <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean my my two weeks have been really good we've managed to allocate nap times which is great yay that's the best yeah. when you can start actually getting a bit more structure I found that that was a, a large part of the turning point for me as well um, mm. in terms of you know self-care and just mental health so good for you yeah. well done yeah so I do so we do like the morning feed and then I do housework and then I put her down for a nap and then I'm mm. like I have an hour to read or do some exercise which is amazing nice. um and then we wake up and then I try and do everything else in between which is fine hmm. yeah and the thing is that and like I found that the difficulty d isn't when they're so small because then they can they just chill they're just sitting and watch you whatever you're doing the difficulty comes when they get slightly older and they now require more attention, more interaction. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I did tummy time with M from quite early on. I suppose, I mean, these days some some people are doing it from like literally the day that they're born, which I, that's definitely not what I did with M. I was too scared that she would suffocate herself, even with me sitting right there. 
I started doing it more regularly, probably around three months. And yeah, um, I mean, I I've done tummy time, but when I say I've done it, she's just been on my chest. So like, yeah, yeah, that's how I started as well. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't feel comfortable putting her face down on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hear you. That that was kind of um, him. Did it actually more with Ricardo than with me? She she would like because obviously his chest is broader and mm-hmm. flatter, flatter. So yeah. it makes it a bit easier. Um, I think mommy's mommy's boobs are just a little bit too comfy, and she always used to just fall asleep. Um, mm. But yeah, she because that's how she started pushing up, as you're pushing onto your chest and yeah. um, kind of looking around, seeing what's what's what. So yeah, I mean to be fair, that when you're higher up, there's more interesting things to look at when than when you're lower down. So I mean. Who wants to be face down on the floor? Let's be honest. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anything else? How 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 is the writing going? Well, naturally, I'm doing far too much all of the time. <laughs> um, but I'm signed up to two um writing patrons. So one of them is by Melissa Hawks, and one of them is by Kendra Thomas, and. Mm-hmm. I'm on like quite a high level with both of them and with Melissa I get like weekly accountability so I get like weekly goals and things to do work towards and um it's usually around three and this week I've completely freaking smashed them Um, I still got one thing left to do to finish goal number one but the other ones I've completely smashed which I'm really happy about Mm. Um, and then the other one I know. Brush, uh, brush it off your shoulder. Uh, for, <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder whether we shouldn't make this into a video because we do so much that people for 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 the listeners, we've just been doing the brush brush the off the shoulder thing. <laughs> yeah, but then if we went on video, I wouldn't be able to sit here in my pajamas. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Because we ain't glamorous when we do this. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> Dramas are yeah, com- comfort over content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the other one that I'm with, with Kendra, because I'm on quite a high level, she reads 10,000 words of my work every month. So I've been sending her Project Van Housing. And I don't know why, but I thought it was a really bad story, but she's absolutely loving it. And she's given me some great feedback. And I'm just, I just feel really happy with myself and like oh. my abilities. <laughs> Of course, that's great. And it's a great time for you to be getting that kind of great feedback as well, because, you know, adjust, making the adjustment of being a mom and everything. So um, I, I love I love that for you, honey. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So then I'm writing book one of Project Caradin. Mm-hmm. I'm planning to go through your comments on threads of betrayal next month because this mm-hmm. month I want to focus on one of the other novellas just to tweak a few things just to make it I found that while I've been writing book one I've kind of added things in and I'm like okay I need to like shove that back mm. in in the novellas before people read read this section mm. so yeah I'm just kind of updating things and stuff like that and yeah um I'm I'm trying to plot out some new stories but my brain is is not wired for that yet mm. Um, it's just it's not happening that's fine that's all good just put it on the back burner for now I mean I've I've it's been over a year and I only now kind of feel a bit more like um more myself if that makes Mm. any sense um it's because I think there was a section there where 
I just kind of, instead of like holding on to everything, which we both know that I did for a very long time, I just kind of let everything go and just like let the chips fall where they may. And after the catastrophe and, and chaos of that, now I'm able to kind of rise from the ashes, so to speak. <laughs> For me, I've been doing Camp Nano, as I said in the last episode, and I'm doing really well actually as well. Um it's it's a good, it's a good time for us both, I feel at the moment. I'm just trying to open my little um spreadsheet so I can tell you how many words I've done because I'm so proud of myself. Okay, so I have made word count every day this week or since the mm -hmm. first. Okay, no, I'm lying. And Saturday, I only did 917. That's the second. But every other day, I've done over a thousand a day. So my That's incredible. Yeah, I haven't done my words for today yet. But um, at the moment, my total is standing at 9,130. For those who didn't listen to the last episode, my goal is 30,000 words. It's a rewrite, so it's slightly easier than new words. But it's more a case of kind of like getting my momentum again and, um, yeah, just kind of getting there. So, yeah, I've got to just do my words for today. And then once I've finished my words for tomorrow, I'm going to be posting an update on Instagram. I said to myself that I'm going to be posting three updates this month. So on the 10th, the 20th and the 30th, if anyone is curious as to those updates, they'll be happening over on my Instagram, hashtag, uh, I said hashtag, <laughs> at Donna Gerard's shameless self-promotion, which by the way, I don't think we've mentioned before, but our personal as well as our author accountability podcast Instagram is always in the show notes down below. Mm -hmm. So go and check us out, say hi, look at all the pretty pictures. Um, yeah, yeah. Follow along mm. on our writing journeys because as much as we put it on here, we also put it on mm our own instagrams too yeah so yeah i've just been working that that's just been the rewrite on ntn which it, i don't know if there is anyone who listens to this podcast who has been following my writing journey from the very beginning save probably you <laughs> but i right way back when uh was doing updates on my youtube uh channel which i do still plan to carry on with just not right now maybe after in start school and I was originally in 10 was in third person past tense and then I felt like there was something off and so I just decided to change it to first person present which I did I think in 2019 NaNoWriMo if I'm not mistaken and then so I wrote I rewrote half of the book and then I wrote the second half first person present and then when I sent it to Cam <laughs> she was like your issue is not with your uh, point of view and intense. Your issue is with your character. <laughs> I was like, no, don't say that. And so for the last year and a bit, I've been kind of doing a lot of work on that and changing things up. And now I've realized, actually, I write much nat more naturally in third-person past. And so I'm changing it back, which was my initial instinct. But of course, we doubt ourselves. So that's kind of what this rewrite has been about. Yeah, and so it's just kind of getting it to a more workable stage before I do the world building audit with Andrew in August. So that's kind of what I've been doing, and I've been doing quite well. I'm not going to lie. 
I feel good about it. And yeah, and I've kind of gotten more into the habit of working in the evenings now as well, which I found very, very difficult initially. Yeah, so I'm getting more into the habit of kind of like substituting or like supplement. I supplement my work time if I don't finish in during the day I supplement my work time in the evening which is fine Ricky just put some BBC at night and so I just sit with my laptop in the lounge and do whatever it is I need to do so tonight that'll probably be editing the pot some doing some editing for the podcast that's that's kind of what my last couple of weeks has entailed I mean we've done something similar over here so Ian wants to do stuff and I want to do stuff so we decided that we'd have two evenings a week where mm-hmm. the other one of us is on what we call baby duty, which Mm. I find hilarious. So (laughs) on a Monday and a Wednesday, I've got from six till whenever I want to go to bed, usually until about nine. So it's three hours where I can work on stuff, which is quite nice. He'll make me dinner, he'll bring it up to the office. So basically I just get to sit in my office for three hours and do work, which is lovely. When I got pregnant, I got into a really bad habit of going to bed at like eight (laughs) o'clock. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm, I'm trying to like, push my own bedtime back a bit so I I want to go to bed at like 10 I kind of make myself work until nine o'clock and then do like my bedtime routine so I'll get my pajamas I do my face take off my makeup wash it brush my teeth then I get into bed and I try and read for half an hour so that's that's like my plan and then I do end up I end up falling asleep before 10 because you know Mm. who doesn't fall asleep while they're reading in bed (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's that's our routine. And so far it's working really well and I I quite enjoy it. And it's also nice that on days where I don't have to worry about what I'm doing, I can just be like, well, I'll do that on an evening once Mallory's gone to bed. As I was saying, I'm looking forward to having a proper solid work time in the evening because for the last about six-ish months, we've been working on what we call the tower. It is like an outdoor room that has a mezzanine floor. And so that's going to become like guest lodgings come office space for me. So that um, when Emma's napping or like, for instance, when our cleaning lady is here, I don't have to feel like a spare part and I don't have to encroach on R&D's office because now we've got a third admin lady that is now working in the same office. And so there's not a lot of space for me in there anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm going to have my own private office where I can work. And I, I plan to go and sit in there in the evenings as well and just kind of zone and be able to do do my work until whatever time I deem appropriate. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, looking forward to having that space that's solely for that. And also if I'm doing any kind of creative projects, sewing, painting, anything, I can actually leave it set up. And I don't have to worry about M getting into it and that kind of thing. I can just close the door and she's not allowed in there. So that's quite nice. Hi, Mel. <laughs> Melly has her arm up like she's waving to me. I know she's not really. <laughs> I'm going to pretend she is. Hi, honey. But yeah, what, what are you planning to complete in the next couple of weeks? So in the next couple of weeks, that will take us to nearly the end of April. So... I'd like to think I would have finished going through the second novella and just updating the little bits that I've changed in the main series. I also want to get back into learning how to market books because 
I started doing it and then month two and three happened and I was like oh I actually don't know what I'm doing anymore I've not watched any marketing videos I don't know what I should be posting so I want to get back into that and then I want to write 5,000 words which is doable in two weeks because it's only like 500 words a day yeah that's not too bad Um, and then I also we've got the release of Once Upon a Name which is happening on the 20th of April although it will already be out by the time that listeners are listening to this episode so if you like anthologies and you want a range of stories from 20 authors please go and buy it because it's for charity I also need to figure out what I'm going to do with my Instagram scheduler because later has decided that the free plan now only gets 10 posts a month yes and can I just say, I'm livid. I am mm-hmm. livid. Because I went from being able to schedule 30 posts a month to now 10. And okay, I'm not saying that now. I read, I don't really utilize a full 30 at this point. But I do plan to post at least a few times a week, like in the future once I'm in, you know, I've got more solid time to work on social media. Because, I mean, obviously, as I said at the moment, focusing on words but I'm, I'm mad I'm so mad I hate it when companies take something that was free and then make it pay it yeah. just it makes me so mad yeah and the I think for me the most annoying thing about it is that to now get 30 posts a month you have to pay $15 a month $15 a month for something you used to give me for free no, thank exactly. You. exactly. You know, and some people can't afford an extra for you. You and I have kids. We have yeah. households to maintain. Like I can't be shelling out $15 a month just for essentially a reminder to post on Instagram. Oh, yes. So I think what I'm going to do is move to Buffer because although Buffer is still paid, it's only $5 a month for 30 posts. Yeah, much cheaper. Yes. Um, or I could still utilize both of them and have both free plans because both free plans give you 10 posts a month and that's two and, and a half weeks. Yeah. So it would it's kind a, of work. Yeah. I think at the moment I'm still kind of, um, I'm still like, okay, like I can work within the 10 posts a month because I'm not posting as much as I used to. But I think once I reach the threshold, I'm going to have to look at it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, two and a half weeks is okay. Because I, I post four times a week. What I like to do is I like to schedule a whole month. And now I can't schedule a whole month unless I pay, which is just ridiculous. And it's not that I'm adverse to paying. It's I'm adverse to paying for something that I used to get for free. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, ooh, okay, before I start ranting, <laughs> let's move on to... Yes. To muggle business, what have you got going on in the next couple of weeks? In the next couple of weeks, not a lot really. I've got the dentist. I'm going out for dinner tomorrow night because it's Ian's stepbrother's 40th birthday. Um, And then next weekend is Easter, so my brother's coming down and we're going to watch uh, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yay! That sounds nice. Exciting, yes. Um, And then, yeah, I don't really have much planned for the rest of the month. Okay, so, oh, this is something, I don't know if I told you last time we recorded or or even on WhatsApp, but um, my aunt and her husband are here in South Africa from the UK. Yes, you did tell me. Yeah, 
And so I'm going to be, so they're going to be meeting Ricky and M this afternoon, later on this afternoon slash evening, which is exciting. But also the last time I saw her was probably about 20 years ago. Actually, it is. Mm. It's 22 years ago because the last time I saw her was when my grandfather passed away in 2010. And she came um, to help my mom with the, uh, the funeral preparations. And That's such. 12 years, my love. 12. Sorry, yes, my brain. <laughs> 12 years, 20 years. It feels like 20 years. <laughs> I have a child now. <laughs> Time has no meaning. <laughs> it feels like 20 years. Um, what, what, I mean, <laughs> what I meant is that they moved about 20 years ago. So mm. as the, the last time I saw them was in 2010. But before then, it, again, it had been about 10 years. So I have, I've seen very, very little in the last 20 years. That's what we're doing this evening. And then um, on Sunday, as in tomorrow, is like a big family gathering now. So all my mom's side of the family, all the cousins and the second cousins, you know. You know what it's like when family members come from, from overseas, you know. There's always yeah. going to be a big family gathering. So that's all happening tomorrow. I really hope, I really hope it doesn't rain tomorrow because else we're all going to be in, we're all going to end up probably shoved into my mom's tiny living room and I can't, I can't, I just can't. Oh no. <laughs> it, would, it would be, it would be too much for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then as you said, uh, Easter weekend, next weekend, I'm having lunch with a friend on the Friday and then friends of ours have an engagement party on the Saturday. We might do mm -hmm. a little Easter egg hunt for M on Sunday. Well, as you said, you've got a dentist appointment. I've also got a dentist appointment. Oh, how's it? How about that? We're going to be in the dentist at the same time. My appointment's at 10.30. So oh, nice. we, like, a, like parallel, you know, you'll be yeah. technically there an hour before me, but we'll be we'll be kind of there at the same time. And yeah. then next, not next weekend, the following weekend is my brother's 18th birthday party. So Ricardo and I are going to be away from home. And this will be the first time that we're going away since M started walking. So that's going to be interesting. Fun stuff. Fun, oh, fun stuff. stuff. Yes. yes. Fun stuff. What have you been reading, watching, listening to? Um, so I've just finished Defy the Night by um, Bridget Kemmer. Kremmer? That one. Yeah, Defy the Night by Bridget. I'm just going to say Bridget because I don't know how to say her surname. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, so I just read that um, and I'm very much looking forward to book two because it was it it was incredible. Like, it's funny that we're talking about this topic later on, but I haven't been able to like get into a book for ages. Normally because I end up reading something by Elise Cover and then she puts me into like book hangovers for years. Honestly, I read Air Awakens in like 2016 and I've probably not been able to get into a book since. Wow, that long. Yeah, yeah. But Defy the Night was that book and it was incredible. I'm also reading A Deal with the Elf King by said author. That mm. makes me go into bloody, you know, reader's block by Elise Cover. That is turning out to be quite interesting as well. I'm the kind of reader where I read a digital version and a physical version at the same time. So Defy the Night was my physical version. And now that I've finished that, I'm going to start reading The Stolen Midsummer Bride, which is quite nice. It's fantasy romance. It sounds really good. The only thing I'm not keen on is the fact that the main character is called Basil. I don't know why. I just don't like the name. <laughs> it's a weird name. I've always found it a weird name. No offense yeah. to people who named Basil or people who have named their children Basil, but it, it's, it's a herb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Yeah. 
you know, he's a librarian. He falls in love oh, okay. with a girl called Meg. Yeah, yeah. His job kind of re- like redeems him. So I'm kind of excited to start that. Um, and then, like I said, I'm reading A Deal with the Elf King by Elise Kova on my Kindle. Um, I've also just bought Forged in Shadow by Megan Haskell. And it sounds incredible. It's book one of a nine book series. She's only written book one. She's in the process of writing book two. And it just sounds awesome. The cover is beautiful, which I will show you. <gasps> oh, that's nice. Uh, I'll describe it for them. It's so it looks kind of like you're looking through a, a window and there is gold embellishments around the outside. And in the middle is a sword that is glowing with inner magic. And there is like a shady, smoky thing wrapping up around it. That is mm-hmm. so cool. Yes, yes. So I'm looking forward to starting that. And then I there's been like loads of free promotions going on. So I've got three, six, seven, eight, nine books because they were all free. I feel like it's not breaking my book plan. No, it's plan not. No, it's not. Because they were free. Yes. <laughs> not spending money. It doesn't count. <laughs> I want to ask, how do you get your um your deals? Like, how, like do you get a newsletter or? or- yeah or um just people that I found on TikTok or um Instagram or like people that I follow have shared people's deals oh I see yeah so Ash Oldfield I don't know if they're still free probably not by the time this comes out but she put her whole series up for free so like an entire trilogy so I was like please send me the link (laughs) I I will I will I will download them because why the hell not yeah and like they sound really good. So it's Rashea series and book one's called Fireburn Island. Book two is Heart of Dragons and book three. No, that's book three. Book two is The Lost City and book three is The Heart of Dragons. And it just sounded really good. And I was like, I'll do that. And then I got a newsletter where Lindsay Hall, a different Lindsay Hall, because there's two authors called Lindsay Hall. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. So not my friend Lindsay Hall, the other Lindsay Hall. And the, the other one, her, yes. Yeah, her, her Shadow Guild series up for free. And that's like a Hades and Persephone, like, retelling. Yes! Um, yep, yeah, so I got those. Um, I'll send you the link for that as well. Um, and then this morning, when I was listening to Quarancon, that's why I bought Megan Haskell's book. Um, mm. Because I was like, you just sound incredible. And the book sounds awesome. Um, I also found The Key by Jennifer Ann Davis, which is a book that I've had on my wish list for ages. Mm. And for some unknown reason, it's currently free. So I was like downloading it. <laughs> That's what happened to me with um, When Stars Burn Out. I was like, I've been like chomping to get my hands on that book. And I was actually, I was at the time, I was actually considering go- and buying a signed copy from Anna. And, I, but it was like mm, shipping and this and that. So I was, I mean, eyeing. And then I subscribed to a site called BookBub. That's this book, B O O K B U B, BookBub. Yes. And you can put in your like preferences and stuff and they can send you either a weekly email, a daily email, whatever you decide you want. And yeah, so I subscribed to BookBub and it popped up on there a couple of years ago. And that's when I read it. I was so happy. It's like, it's like finding like a hundred buck notes in the bottom of your purse. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best feeling ever. <laughs> For myself, I'm still reading Painter Jack. I am on part four now. No, part three of four. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. I must say, I, I was afraid that I would be disappointed. And I suppose if I was looking at it with like critical eyes, 
um, like like write us, I would maybe be upset by like the lack of coherent plot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but it is a very character-driven story and just the writing is really done really well and I, I just I just appreciate it for you know for 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 that for for kind of like that the happy pretty writing of it rather than the the plot and the characters are so vivid that it kind of makes up for it you know yeah I'm not mad at it and I do know that it's one of those books that kind of seems like it's going nowhere, but that in the last section, kind of everything slots into place. I do remember that about it. So I'm looking forward to that. And, oh, I'm in the middle of actually reading the Stolen Kingdom series. I read the first two, but when Playing the Jack arrived, I stopped reading them so I could watch, so I could read Playing the Jack. But then when I'm done with Playing the Jack, I will... I'll go on to the next one, which I think is The Cursed Hunter, I think is the third one. And then who knows from there? I haven't been really watching a lot of TV. I've been watching. Oh, a, I have. I've been, I've been watching a little bit of that Netflix show, um, Is It Cake? I think it's called Is It Cake? Or Where's the oh, Cake? Oh, yeah, the one where they, like, put a bowling ball, like a real one, and then a bowling ball made of yes. cake, and they have to choose which one is the cake because yes. they both look real. Yes, that's yeah. the one. And I don't know why, but it just it just... I love it. I just, I love watching those things. Yeah. So that's pretty much the new TV I've been watching is, is that cake show, <laughs> which I'm not mad at because it means that I'm, I'm reading more. So yeah. Mm. I'm also watching Married at First Sight Australia and I'm not going to lie. One of the girls on there does my absolute head in. And I wish that I was on the show that I could, so I could call her out and tell her what a bloody hypocrite she is. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which show is that? Married at First Sight Australia. Oh, oh, okay. Shall we move on to our topic? Yes. So the topic of the day is, have you ever gotten reader's block? So we talk a lot about writer's block. Writers all talk about writer's block. But have we ever gotten reader's block? I, for one, most definitely have. I've been very open about it on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know what it is for me that actually causes reader's block, to be honest. I think in the beginning when I first started writing, it was I couldn't turn off like the critical part of my thinking when it comes to like storytelling in that. And so I found it difficult to get into books that I could find fault in, which every story has at least one fault. I mean, it's just the nature of it, isn't it? Because they're created by people and people are imperfect. So there's always something that you're going to pick up on that doesn't sit right. But I don't know. I think recently for me, it's just been a case of I've gotten into this mindset of, oh, I can only read if I've got like three hours to like sit down and read. And it's like this strange mindset where I feel like I can't read unless I know I'm not going to be disturbed or, you know, I'm putting all these limits on myself. And so that, at least for the last few months, that's why I have, I've gotten into a block about reading. But just starting small, reading something easy, something that I've read before, always seems to help me get out of those those slumps. What about you? I mean, you have just you said that you got in, you got into a bit of a, a slump. Yeah. So I read Elise Cova's Air Awaken series. Yeah. So I read all five books in one sitting, one after the other, and then when I came home because I did it, I read them on holiday. When I came home, I was like, I just. I can't get into anything and it must have been about 10 11 months before I actually picked up a book again. Wow. Yeah, and then 
obviously I was writing in that time as well and I think I've just kind of found that unless a book grips me and keeps my attention for the whole of the book I'm, I'm not interested in it anymore and I was like that for about three years now I'm a bit better so I can like dip in and out of books and I start multiple books which is why my Goodreads is like an absolute state <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've also read some more non-fiction um, but I found that when I am in like a big reading slump like heavy fantasy even light fantasy is like a no-go I need to read cheesy women's lit mm. romantic fan like romantic comedies and stuff like that mm. I just need something easy rather than the mystical magical worlds that I love <laughs> yeah no I agree with you I, I think I find myself dipping my toe more into like contemporary when I'm in a bit of a slump something as you said that's a bit easier to read doesn't require a lot of brain power in terms of imagining a scene or I'm trying to understand the source of magic or something I find revisiting books that I've read and enjoyed before helps me get out of, of slumps. And in that case, I don't mind stopping partway through. But I am a little bit less so now. But we we on this podcast are very much aware of the fact that I am completely anal about completing things and reading series one after the other. And that I'm trying to be a bit better. I'm trying not to be so stuck in my ways in terms of that. But I do try and complete the books that I start. And that's probably why I get like a decision paralysis every time I think about what book to read next, because I kind of see it as a, like a commitment. Part of the reader's block that I have is that I, I think of, of the book as more of a commitment than it actually is. <laughs> I, don't, I know that makes not a lot of sense, but I do enjoy reading series because like, I don't know, I like to sit with the same characters for an extended period of time. And it's the same with watching movies and TV. And so when I, having spent so much time with the same story and the same characters, I, I do battle to get into a new set of characters and a new story because I have been with the same characters and story for so long. And that's probably my yeah. own fault because it, it, it's, it's just my consumption habits is to to sway more towards series than movies or standalones. And so maybe if I just tried to read standalones a little bit more and, and maybe watch more movies rather than TV series, it would be easier for me to move on to something new. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I actually did when I was in like a really big reading slump is I specifically went out and I specifically found standalone stories mm. so that I could start and finish something really quickly. Yeah. And that 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 helped as well. So I read To Kill a Kingdom, which wasn't really my type of book. It was a good story. The world building, the characters, they were all great. Just my personal preference was I did not like it. I prefer, well, I think I just don't like mermaid stories. <laughs> I think that's my problem. Oh, I see. I, you know not... what? I haven't consumed much, much mermaid stories. Um, I've heard of, what is it called? Of Coral and Bone or Bone something... Apparently that one's quite good. I can't remember what it's exactly called. I'll tell you now. So I've read the um, Neptune, Poseidon and whatever series. And I didn't really like that either. So I think my problem is I'm just, I'm not a mermaid reader. Like I don't, that's not, that's not oh. my type of story. Which is fine. We're all different. 
if we weren't there wouldn't be so many books in the world and yeah I just I found that reading a couple of standalones it was like oh I can I can start and finish something Mm. and that kind of got me back into reading I also find that if you're like about to start a series and you find that there's like 12 books that really puts me off as well I've done that a couple of times where I've like got a book and then I'm like oh this is amazing like let's see if there's any more and then I'm like there's seven more I'm not continuing <laughs> you see that is part of the reason why I haven't even tried to read uh, the wheel of time yet because I know that there's yeah. a lot of them and that is yeah, going to be like a currently that is going to be like a, a commitment like a, and given my nature of wanting to read them one after the other um, I can only imagine the colossal book hangover I will have once I reach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, my sweet spot is three to five books. If you've got yeah. five books in a series, it is a bit of a push for me, but like that's fine. If mm. I like one to four, I'm going to read number five. But anything over five, I'm like, mm. yeah, it's like, it's a, mm. yeah, it's like, do I really want to commit to this right now? Yeah. Yeah, and it's not that it's not a great book or it's not a great concept. It's just like, I haven't found you at the right time. So trying to read like seven of your books before book eight comes out is just a lot. You know, I read the Air of Night series right near the that's, end. That's the, that's the vampire one, right? Yes, right near the end yeah. of high school. And I, I didn't finish them, but partly because I, it's not that I didn't enjoy them. I did actually enjoy them, even though they in my opinion, started getting a little bit convoluted by about book five and six. Um, yeah, so I think I read up until I think the, I read one where, the one where Nyx becomes like a god. And I was like, this is a bit far-fetched now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it gets a bit much. Um, I read, I'll tell you now, actually, because I read some of the novellas as well. Anyway, uh, the, the era of that, um, the vampire ones, and I think I read about six of them. And how many is um, that? Isn't that like eleven? Yeah, there's I think about ten or eleven. And I think I read up to eight. Yeah, actually, do you know what? I think I might have actually read up to eight as well. Now that I'm thinking about it, but the thing that put me off the most was that they ended up being like four or five POV characters, and I was mm. like, I can't, I can't keep track of this. Like, if I'm going to be doing okay, my own book, NTN is dual POV for the first. And then three POV for book two and possibly book three as well. That is the maximum that as a reader I can handle is three POVs for the most part. Unless we Game of Thrones then. Yeah, I know. Because that's part of the reason why I stopped partway through Game of Thrones is because I was just getting so damn confused. (laughs) But a good point that I think was Rebecca Sampson when I had her on, she said, you can go back and read one point of view and then the next point of view. And I was like, why have I not thought about doing it this way before? To be fair, I've never thought about doing it that way either. I've always just thought, oh, you know, the way to do it is chronologically. As you know, because I was explaining to her about Project Revenge and how there's two POV characters. And she thought, oh, that you see, she's oh, that's great. You, you know, you could read one character and then the other. And I was like, you know what? It's so obvious, but I've never thought of it doing it that way. So I think now that 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 nugget has been dropped in my lap, I might reconsider reading books with more than like three POV characters and and rather read them that way because then that way in my uh, that way I can probably digest them much easier. 
possibly then I will finish more more series that have more than three books. But I do agree with you. Like like three to five is a good good sweet spot um, because yeah. you, you know you don't have to commit like six months of your life to finishing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I feel like the the harder the book hangover, the more difficult it is to get into another book or series. Yeah, and I think if you have like one overarching series, a bit like um, Rachel Morgan, mm. like she's got three, four trilogies in her series, mm. but because they're all about, they're all still trilogies and you could read one trilogy and not read the rest of them and still have a complete story. Exactly, yeah. Which is that's, quite nice. Yeah, that's the uh, Creepy Hollow um, world, yeah. in, case, in case anyone hasn't heard of them. But yeah, which now is expanded, by the way. I don't know if you saw to the world yeah. of Guardians, which is so exciting. I helped her with her um, cover reveal. She, she just put out like a call, I think, on Instagram or something. And I was like, hey, why not? I actually wish that other authors were would do that more often because I would love to help people with cover reveals and title reveals and stuff like that. Cause it's a small thing that I feel like you can do to help another reader or writer. Because also, because I love doing the scavenger hunt for you. Those, or, or, you know, it was last year. Hey, was it last year? Or was it the beginning of yeah. this year? Yeah. yeah and I love doing that. That was so much fun. You know, I just feel like it's a great way to connect with other authors, but also help other authors. I don't know if there's much else we can really say about this, to be honest. But I, I think the reader's block definitely is a thing. And yeah, think- it's, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely happened to probably more than just us. For me to get out of a block, I either have to go completely cold turkey. I end up watching TV shows, movies, playing video games. Like I do something that's not reading at mm. all, but will still get you into like a storytelling mode. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah and then so the other thing I do so if you look at my bookshelves you'll see that while the majority of it is fantasy there's also like a complete section which is just nothing to do with fantasy at all because I find that switching genre sometimes helps as well Mm, mm. no I agree with you especially when you read a lot of the same genre like they can start feeling like they lump all together and like you know you can you can get tired of certain tropes and and that kind of thing and then and then you get just tired and because then every book you're reading feels like it's the same book because there's all these similarities so yeah I think switching genre is probably one of the better ways to to get out of it try like historical fiction or you know something like an actual fact and playing the jack is historical fiction and I do quite enjoy historical fiction on occasion Generally I also fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 100% with you. I also think that sometimes not feeling guilty about stopping reading something that isn't capturing your attention also helps. Yeah. I've did not finish quite a few books um, because I was just like, I'm forcing myself to read this book and I'm just not wanting to pick it up. I'm not wanting to read. And then I'm kind of pushing myself into a slump by trying to force myself to read a book so I'm just like now if you haven't gripped me by chapter four I'm like that's it done yeah yeah I I, I tend to be a little bit more generous I usually go until about chapter 10 well see I give a book three chances so if you haven't hooked me by chapter four I'll put it down and then I'll Mm -hmm. go read something else and then I'll come back 
And if I read another few chapters and you still haven't hooked me, I put it down again mm. and then I'll go and read something else. And then I tend to skip a few chapters and I'm like, right, well, let's see what has happened or is mm. happening further in the book. And then, yeah, if if by that time you, you haven't captivated me, I'm really sorry. I'm going <laughs> to DNF your book because I just... I have so many books to read and I do not have the time to force myself to read something that isn't capturing my attention because I'm clearly not your right audience. There you go. You heard it here first. Rianne has a strict three strikes in your art policy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must say, um, I at one stage was consuming a lot of, I don't know how to put this delicately, ebook only books. I know Ooh. that you do you know you know the ones I'm talking about right <laughs> the ones that clearly have not visited a professional editor yes yes yeah I, at one stage I was reading a lot of those because I just felt like well if I'm going to be finding fault with everything I read I might as well justify it <laughs> yeah yeah and the other thing I do as well is although I dnf a book mm. I will always read the last three chapters so if I think, right, I'm not going to read this book anymore, I will always read the last three chapters so at least I knew how it ended. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've never thought about doing it that way either. And because generally I'm a do not skip to the, not not even the next, the last chapter, like don't even skip to the next chapter before you finish. Um, oh, I read a whole cool. series skipping every odd chapter and I've somehow managed to figure out what the hell's going on. You did it on purpose. <laughs> Well, I was I was getting really bored and I just wanted to finish the series. So yeah, um, I did it on purpose. I only read the even uh, chapters and I still knew everything that was going on. Wow. That I've never I've never intentionally left out parts of a book that I intended on completing. I'm not sure how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just dropped my earbud. Uh, yeah it, there's so many different ways to consume books actually and like like we said you know reading one point of view and then the other and as you said revisiting things going back giving it a chance and I'm I'm very I'm sad to say generally quite harsh like if something doesn't capture me the first time then um then I won't then I probably won't go back to it unless somebody has specifically recommended it or or kind of restored my faith in it and said no 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 yeah. you know just get past this point I promise it gets better you know and I'm like that with tv series as well it's like somebody goes oh no no you know just if you just push through the slump of season two the latter seasons are much better you know then I'll be like okay I'll give this a chance so in actual fact in that regard I'm actually a bit more harsh than, than you it's like one strike and you're out but to be fair I do read I do read more chapters on the first go around so yeah, um, I suppose yeah. it probably out. works out the same like point of the book where you're like, mm -hmm. nah, I'm not reading anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think we've given some some tips, some tricks about how to get out of your reader's block. Don't feel bad about putting a book down because I know I do. No. I do. I feel bad, but don't feel bad. Nobody, nobody knows except you. <laughs> so you're not going to offend anyone. You're not going to, you know. And if and you don't even have to mark it as a DNF on Goodreads or whatever tracking situation that you use just pretend that it didn't happen and then it didn't happen just mark it as finished and move on no hashtag bad laugh advice <laughs> <laughs> if it if, if, if you say it didn't happen it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly uh, so thank you so much 
for spending this time with us. Well, pod 180 there. Um, thank you, listeners, for spending this time with us and for listening to us ramble about the books that we read, the books we don't read, and how we read them. Mm-hmm. We hope that you can glean some interesting information, maybe some helpful information. Come and visit our Instagram and post about your reading experiences, about whether you've experienced reader's block, whether you've not finished books, or how you generally just read them. Yeah, exactly. So we will see you back here next time. Bye. Bye.